Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGackers from Bundaberg Regional Council and today we have another interesting program filled with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear about two important roles within council, more on the Cochrane artificial reef history and listen to the first song featured from Art as an Act of Optimism funded by Regional Arts Development Fund. But first, here's Trish Mears with the news headlines. Making news this week, Bundaberg Regional Council is working on becoming the state's first Queensland small business friendly council, following a presentation this week from the Queensland Small Business Commissioner. A $12 million infrastructure program is underway at Bundaberg State High School, including a new three-level learning centre, housing state-of-the-art library, classrooms, research and discovery spaces. And Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples will learn about current and future job and training opportunities at Dory Day today, organised by the Port Curtis Coral Coast Limited. Back to you, Dana. Thanks, Trish. Up first today, I'm joined by Selena Hill, and we're going to chat about her important role within Council. Selena, thanks for joining me. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what your role is? Yeah, hi Dana and everybody out there listening. So my name's Selena Hill. I'm a proud Waka Waka from the Burnett River, Gainda, and I've been appointed as the Cultural Development Officer within Bundaberg Regional Council since November last year. So first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the beautiful country and the regional landscape which belongs in the hearts of the traditional custodians who are the Tarablang people, the Gurangarang people, the Gurang people, and the Baili peoples. So it sounds like your role has many different facets. Can you tell me a little bit more about the specifics of some of those things? So part of my role is what we're calling the First Nations strategy. And the First Nations strategy will be looking at how we can improve engaging with our Indigenous communities from Bundaberg, Childers and Jinjin, and then seeing what we can do together to build upon cultural inclusion. So whether that's through the arts and cultural programs or whether that's just in having more of our mob engaged within council. So what exactly does your role as Cultural Development Officer involve? So internally, my role basically is like shining a cultural torch within each and every department within council. And of course, with council being the largest employer within our region, that's a big job. So it's just doing what I can as I can. But I work closely with the PCCC PBC body um, because we do have what's called an Indigenous land use agreement with the traditional custodians upon this regional landscape. You were recently involved with heading up an exciting project with Council. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So as part of um, engaging with the First Nations peoples and communities, from council, you know, we got to start at the top. So that means looking at our elders and our community elders. So from our cultural ways, we always love coming together for a yarn. 
So I put a shout out for a yarning circle with the community elders because we always pay our respects to our old people first and foremost, regardless what country we're on. So I put it out there to the uncles and aunties and got a good response back. So if there's any more uncles or aunties out there who'd love to become involved for anything future or just be kept updated, call council and get them to take your name and your number and we'll start sending you SMS notifications. So Dana, the the yarning circle is just simple. Um fire, some great tucker, which was provided by our very own Trevor from the Moncrief and just sets the scene for having a good yarn. So all we did was introduce ourselves. There's no agenda, there's no expectations and it's just a matter of so that our elders in community can get to know who's who in council and who does what in council and then vice versa, so that some of us as council staff can start familiarising ourselves with who's our elders out there in community. That's it. Sounds like a really great project. I'm sure you have a few more exciting things up your sleeve. Yeah, sure, Dana. So there's lots to come. Um, As we all know, with COVID, everything's gone out the window, so it's a matter of plan, do, review, So I'd just like to mention that NAIDOC week this year, we've got the best theme ever, which is always was, always will be. So that has been rescheduled at the national level to the 8th of November to the 15th of November. So there will be a lot of exciting things coming out of that, once again, pending COVID. So stay tuned, everybody. There's a lot going on. Exciting stuff on the horizon. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Selena. We're now going to hear again from Paul Donaldson and Alan and Brenda Cochran for more history about the Cochrane Artificial Reef. How do you think it impacted the community with with tourism and things like that? All of the impacts were totally positive. Uh, there was no pollution caused by fishermen or divers. They valued what we had put down there and a wonderful community that did that work. Um, a lot of overseas backpackers uh, came here to do Hundreds and hundreds of overseas backpackers, etc. Did their dive courses. Did their here. dive courses here because Bundaberg was the best and the most inexpensive place uh, to do a dive course. So... There weren't any negatives there. Local fishermen absolutely adored fishing there. They went out in the wintertime for snapper and they got snapper. Uh, If you dive along the rubble trails, you're sure to be seeing those things. Uh, The divers loved the soft and the hard corals that are growing on the uh, A-frame of Serratitis, the dredge we sang. Uh, And you can view those and there's a cleaning station set up where uh, they wrasse and all the big fish come in and these cleaner wrasse go into the gropers' mouths and clean their teeth, uh, etc. Local fishermen go out there by their thousands every year, but we have never had... I say this and I'm correct now, but we have never had any pressure or disturbance between 
the divers, the and scuba fishermen. divers, and the fishermen. No, they seem I, to be all out there doing their own thing and don't impact on one another, which is amazing, really. It I mean, is. It is a fair size area. Yes, and we've got a lot of very greeny-type people on board who thought deploying items out there is desecrating. And we've taken photos and shown these people since, and they've been quite happy with what everyone's done. Well, we were so restricted. It wasn't like we could just take anything out there. Everything had, had to be, to be inspected. Everything had to be clean, inspected before it went, had to meet standards. We had to um, give notice before. We had to give notice afterwards. We had to have surveyors on, um, to, to help record all that was happening. Well, it, it was tightly... It also, it also brought into uh, being dive monitoring. So we had to do sand measurements, uh, for instance. I did them on uh, serratidus and hammering a peg in, stringing a line and then doing the measurements to the sand to the point where there was no movement of sand, so we, st- we were allowed to stop it. But the better we got at it, the, the, the higher the bar was raised. So, yes. then, so then the department wanted us to do all this fancy monitoring, grid monitoring, where we had um, a camera with a frame on it with the location. So um, with the help of uh, Roger Cowell, who was an, an absolute wizard, and he was Alan's right-hand man. Yes, he was. And took over when we left. Um, but he was a wizard on technical stuff. And so he, he organised with Je- Eddie Jabreen how this monitoring was going to take place and everything, every item was sort of sectioned and then we'd have to have the section number on, on a bar on the camera and all this monitoring had to take place, which the better we got at it, the harder they made it. Yes. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. <laughs> but they appreciated it because they didn't get any sort of scientific knowledge of anything up that way except through the Cochrane Artificial Reef Committee. Thanks, Paul, Alan and Brenda. Now, here's Sue-Ann Chapman to catch us up on changes happening in the tourism and events space here at Council. Thanks, Dana. Hello, it's Sue-Ann Chapman here, Tourism and Events Manager with Bundaberg Regional Council and actually only the manager for a few more days. Um, I have resigned my position and taken up a new role with Scenic Rim Regional Council and uh, the announcement is bittersweet as I've absolutely loved this region and the role and my colleagues that I've worked with here at Bundaberg Regional Council. But I do have very exciting news. Lisa Douglas is in the room with me and <laughs> <laughs> she will be taking on the position and uh, I just want to spend the next couple of minutes introducing Lisa and having a little chat. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you, Sue Anne. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited about the new role. Fantastic. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about who is Lisa Douglas. Who am I? Uh, well, I have been working for council for two and a half years now and I have loved every minute of it. Um, I have a background in management in sales and marketing, community, community and events um, from the Gold Coast. And um, I just, um, I can't say I was really happy about you resigning, but at the same time, um, I, I miss you so much. Um, I was really grateful for the opportunity to step back into this role um, and and showcase Bundaberg and, and provide, you know, opportunities, I guess, um, to show our beautiful region to the world. Fantastic. So what, is there anything specific that excites you about the role or is it the broad brush of the whole portfolio? 
definitely the whole portfolio. Um, all the wonderful events that you have. I'm loving the drive-in, thinking out of the box for the drive-in movies. That was a fantastic idea. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, getting into the role as I officially start next week on the Monday, the 10th of August. And um, yeah, what we have up and coming, I just can't wait to get my teeth stuck into it all and, and be out there meeting everybody. Wonderful. Yes. Um, also next year, um, you'll be working with Heidi, who we've profiled previously on the yes. podcast with the Taste Bundaberg Festival. Um, we also have just recently uh, had council endorse our application for eco accreditation. So that will be a really uh, fantastic program to for you to work through to get our mm-hmm. eco destination accreditation. Well, Lisa, I think you have um, a rather full plate, but uh, it is one of the most exciting portfolios in council mm-hmm. um, with also the Multiplex business events, uh, Hinkle Hall of Aviation and Fairy Mead House, our museums, and, um, and of course, tourism and events. So congratulations. Thank you, Sue Ann. I can't welcome. wait. Thanks very much. Thanks, ladies. Sue Ann, I'll miss having you on the podcast, but we're excited to see what Lisa is going to bring to the tourism and event space for our region. The Moncrief Entertainment Centre, Bundaberg Regional Galleries and Bundaberg Regional Libraries. And together, we're We're Arts Arts Bundaberg. Bundaberg. We love the arts just as much as you do. And whether you're a book lover, an arts lover or a theatre lover, the arts and cultural services of the Bundaberg Regional Council are connecting locals all in one place. To keep up to date with the things you love, jump online to artsbundaberg.com.au. And to finish off today, we've got a great tune. The Arts and Cultural Services team have been working with local artists through the Regional Arts Development Fund to showcase their original work right here on the Bundaberg Now podcast. A total of 11 artists will be featured throughout the upcoming weeks. This week, we'll start off by hearing from Peter Knight. Hi everyone, my name is Peter Knight and I'm this week's featured artist for Bundaberg Now. The song you're about to hear is called These Days. It's a positive song. The song is about freedom, the open road and the enjoyment of the journey, not just the destination. I hope you enjoy These Days. something that I don't know Take me someplace that I ain't been Ditch the town for the open road Laughing always where you been I don't care When we get there Get our share these days. Put your faith in my old car. Let her blast us out of here. Rolling wheels and endless tar. We could drive for a thousand years I don't care 
When we get there, let's get our share these days. Tell me something that I don't know Take me someplace I ain't been Ditch the town for the open road Love ain't always where you been I don't care When we get there We could get our share these days I don't care If we get there We could get our share these days These days Art as an Act of Optimism, the podcast series, brought to you by the Regional Arts Development Fund, a partnership between the Queensland Government and Bundaberg Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. Keep listening to the Bundaberg Now podcasts to discover more talented artists within our region. To keep up to date with all things arts, jump online to artsbundaberg.com.au. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now.